0: The last thing we are discussing was if the father gave his daughter over to the messengers of the husband and on the way she was mezana, she gets henek like a regular married woman and not sekilah. And we explained it because the pasuk says, um, and she's not in her father's house anymore. And we asked the question, maybe it's coming to say that if there was a hopan and she was not evil yet. She should still get the sekila, And then we explain ki each word over there in the pasuk we learn something. And we explain that is coming to tell me that even if there was a marriage and no still she gets hainek. And with that, we're starting the tet amud First word on the page: let's say. The father gives her over to the messengers, and uh, she makes a U-turn, she comes back. Do we say, Hadra de miltaka Hadra do we say that she goes back to her original deen, meaning she goes back to Sekilah? Meaning, oh, when she was with the messengers, okay, we know the, the rule is Haneq, but let's say she went back to her father. Do we say she goes back to being with Sekilah? Amalava Rabbi answers. Ahu, kvar paskat anad eber bishmael. Rabbi already explained. It says the vow of an almana or a gurusha divorcee. Whatever she vows, she has to do. What's the hidush Why do you have to tell me that whatever she says stands? She's not uh, under her father anymore. She's not under her husband anymore. Then she's under her own control, and whatever she says, she has to do. The hidush is, let's say the father gave his daughter over to the messengers of the husband, or the messengers of the father gave her over to the messengers of the husband, and on the way, guy dies, or she gets divorced while she's on the, on the way. What do I Consider her when it comes to the annulment of vows. Bet zo? Do I say she's under her father, or bet bala zo, or she's under her husband? ela lo Rather, the pasuk says the kol yakum is coming to tell me in this exact case where she became an almana or grusha while she's walking down the block from her parents' house to her, her husband's house. The minute she walked out from her father, she's one hour, one second, not in her father's uh, rights anymore. Her father cannot annul her vows anymore. And since she's not under her father when it comes to annulment of vows, therefore, if she's misanah on the way, it's chenek, <laughs> not and Amaraf Papa Afanana Mitenina, We also learned Abahla Naaram Orasa Enoch Hayav. A person who is with a Naaram Orasa is not Hayav Sekila. Ache Tehen naara, Number one, betula Betulatu and Me Orasa. She also has to be by her father. So now Bishlama I get naara Velo Bogeret. Great that she has to be in that age. Betula Velo Beula. I get Me Orasa Velo Nesua. She's engaged and not married already. Bebet abiyah mai. So why does it say bebet What's that coming to exclude? Lav masar Aren't we talking about a case where uh, the father gave her over to the messengers of the husband and someone was with her on the way. He's, uh, he's not hayaf anymore. He's now So we have a bright eye exactly like that. And here's another one. nahman hak afana namiteneh. We also have a bright tie like that. It says... Haba al ish A person who's with an eshet ish, the minute she's under the the husband, lani suin to, to marriage. Afal Even if they weren't together, yet A person who's with her, it's chenek. It's not skila anymore. It says if she was under the husband's rights. Meaning, it didn't say, it didn't say nothing about chupa. means she's just under the husband. It could be we're talking about that case where her uh, father gave her to the messengers of the husband and uh, they weren't married yet. No yet. Sh'ma amina, that before chupa, she's still under the husband and therefore it's henek not Next, mishnah: Ha'av eno hayav bito. A father does not have to feed his daughter. He's not having her vizonot. And this midrash, darash, Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, l'fnei hachamim bekerem The day Rabbi azab ben Azariah, the day became a nasi. This was the drasha that he was Doresh. Uh, he was talking about the language of the Ktubah, And there's two takanot hachamim made in the takana. Number one if the woman dies before her husband and she doesn't get her ktubah money, the, the, the children, her boys, will inherit that money. So that would include, let's say she has uh, boys from a different marriage, they would split it. Anyone who is her son would uh, would get some of that ktuba money. Number two, what says in the yizonu that the girls get to eat from the father's money. And we understand the same way the boys don't inherit their mother's ktuba until after the father dies. The same thing, the girls don't get food from their father's uh, assets until after their father dies. But while he's alive, he doesn't have to feed them. And the Gemara starts, Okay, he's not hayav. he's not obligated to feed his daughters. But to feed his boys, he is obligated, yeah, he is hayav. And number two is also with the girls, There's no obligation, but it's a good thing to do it. It's a mitzvah, we'll call it a mitzvah to give her food, even though you're not obligated. Matnitin mani who's our mishnah like lor be meir lor be odav lor be han ben like nidadam detanya mitzvah al azon there's a mitzvah to feed the daughters while he's alive even though he's not obligated kal va and all the more so for the the boys why meir because the boys are learning torah and that's according to Rabbi meir there's a mitzvah to feed the boys while they're alive. All the more so uh, the girls because, because otherwise it's a disgrace. You can have the girls knocking on doors to get food. That's not nice for a girl. There's an uh, uh, obligation to feed the girls after their father died because that's part of their mother's ktubah. While their father's alive, the boys, the girls, there's not not even a mitzvah to feed them. So, who's our Mishnah like? If you want to say it's like he said that there's a mitzvah with the boys. And we said it's a hayuv, it's an obligation. He said there's a mitzvah for the boys like the girls. But again, there is no obligation for the boys, and we said there is an obligation. And I Rabbi Yochanan ben Beroka, to him, mafilo mitzvah, nami na There's not even a mitzvah to do it. So the Gemara explains: Iba'it Meir, Iba'it Uda, Iba'it ben Beroka. You could say like Rabbi Meir, you could say like Rabbi Judah, or you could say like Rabbi ben Beroka. How? Number one, If you want to say it, it's like Rabbi Meir, who holds that with the boys or girls, there's no hayyuv, but there is a mitzvah by the girls and all the more so by the by the boys. The kamar. Maybe this is what what the Mishnah meant according to Rabbi Meir. Ha'av eno hayav bimzonot a Father is not obligated to feed his daughter. Vehu adin libdon. Same thing with his son. There's no hayyuv. Ha there's a mitzvah to feed his daughter, banim, and all the more so the boys. So why did the Mishnah say the word bito? it's coming to teach us that the bito, even the daughter, which is not hashuv when it comes to mezanot because she doesn't learn Torah, there is no obligation, but ha mitzva there is still a mitzvah. You could also say it's like Rabbi Yehuda, that by his son and daughter there's no obligation, but there's a mitzvah in the son and all the more so the daughter. And he said as follows: Father doesn't have to feed his daughter. all the more so, there's no obligation for his son. But there is a mitzvah for the son. And all the more so, the girls. Why Even with the daughter, which we don't want them going around knocking on door to door, still there's no obligation. And all the more so, there's no obligation with the son. V.I. Bait Ima, or you could say Rabbi Yohanan Beroka, remember Rabbi Yohanan Beroka said. That the father has no obligation to feed his, his uh, son, daughter, and there's not, not even a mitzvah. And he could explain the Mishnah as follows: He doesn't have to feed his daughter. Same thing as son. There's no chiyuv. It's not even a mitzvah. Now, since the girls after their father's death. There's the Mitzvah to feed them from the Mani, Tana, Nami, and Ohayav. So therefore, it just said the word in Ohayav. Meaning only while he's alive there's no Hayuv, but after he dies there is a Hayuv. Now, Amar bi il'a, Amares mishum be bar kino in usha, they were metaken, Sheye Adam zan et banavit benotav kashin ketanim. Hakamim or mettakan that a person has to feed his little children until they reach the age of puberty. So the gmah is a question Ibagao, Hil Khatakavateo and Hil Is the Halakhah like what Rabila just brought? That Hakim had a takarat to feed these young children or not? So the Gmah is gonna bring them right The Halakha is not like him because Tashema kya wa to the kamedra viuda. When people came to Rabbi Yehuda, that they didn't want to feed their children, lehu, yarod, yalda mata does he yarod you know, Some say Yarod is a, some sort of serpent, some say it's some sort of wild dog. Bottom line is, he was hinting them, does an animal have a, a child and have the people of the town feed it? Meaning, you're not going to feed your own children, you're worse than an animal. In other words, Rabbi Uda would embarrass them, but he couldn't force them to do it. And same idea, When someone didn't want to feed his children, came in front of Rav Hasda, So Rav Hasda would tell the people in in charge of the money, I want you to, put, uh, to flip over a mortar, a thing that crushes uh, the different uh, spices and garlic and things like that. I want you to flip it over. I let him stand on that mortar and say, gavra The the raven wants children. The raven wants to feed his kids, and I don't want to feed my kids. This way everyone will realize that this person is is a type of person that doesn't want to feed his kids and they'll help out his kids. Ligma has a question, wait a second. Does the, the does the raven really want to feed his children? If we know that gives every animal its food and it says the even the raven's children that are calling out because their father raven doesn't want to give them anything. The gemara explains Depends on the the, the raven. If the raven child is born with white uh, feathers, the father thinks he's not the father and he doesn't want to feed it. But then uh, when he grows up, he realizes, oh, it is my child and he feeds it. And But if, they, if the raven child is born with black feathers, then he thinks it is and he loves his child. So uh, Rav Hazda says that even the raven wants to feed his child and I don't want to feed my child. And that's how he would embarrass them, And, uh, and but he couldn't force them. And say my at when they would come in front of Raba Amaleh, would tell them, Ni de would you rather your children eat from tzedakah money? Velo Amaran Delo Amid. Now we only do this when the person is not rich. Amid. But if the person is rich and he could afford this, kafina then we force him to feed his children. Keha the Rabbah kafir the Rabb Natan Barami like Rabbah he forced Rabb Natan Barami veapik mine arba' me azuzel itzda'ka he pulled out of him four hundred zuz for tzedakah and all the more so he could force him to feed his kids. And thus far, there's a question: How exactly can we force a person to do a mitzvah? T'aseh? so he explains either they uh, they spoke with them and spoke with them and spoke with them until they got him to agree. Either um, they told everyone they have to pay a certain amount, and he also has to pay that certain amount, uh, and so on. But uh, bottom line, they could force uh, someone to feed his kids if he has money. And Amar they were metaken hakotev kol nechasav banav If someone wrote, while he's alive, all of his assets, all of his money goes to children while he's still alive... Meaning from now, while he's still alive, still him and his wife could eat from that uh, money from those assets. Uh, That's Alpita takad hachamim. So even though the children can technically say we're not feeding our parents, but hachamim taken that they do get to eat. Matkifla rebizera rebizera has a problem. Bita ma rebizim bar-nachmani. Some say it was him. Who asked the question? Gedola mizoh amru said even bigger. If a person passed away, that his almanah's widow, she eats from his assets. So if his almanah could eat, him and his, uh, and his wife, uh, do we even have to bring up the question? The Shalach Rabin beigarte Rabin sent in a question, A person passed away, left a widow and her daughter, didn't leave any children. Uh, so his daughter is technically yoreshet midin Torah. Al his widow gets to eat from his money. And even if Niseta Bat, even if the daughter got married, now the money really is is with her husband. Al menatoni, still his widow gets to eat from that money. And even though in general, when someone sells a, a property or you give something over to someone, the, the almanah cannot come and t- uh, extract payment from that piece of land or that money. Uh, and the reason is because then no one's going to want to buy land. If uh, if every land that I buy could be that this guy's almanah is going to come and take it away from me, no one's going to buy land from anybody. But in this case, Hachamimah that she would get from her daughter's money, even though it's like uh, her new son-in-law is the one who uh, now owns it. Metahabat, if the daughter died, Amarbiu Da bin Ahoto shall Ribiosi Barhanina Ribiuda the the son of the sister of Ribi Sibhanina Al Diayama said there was a story like this in my Betin and Hakim as a question, Vyamru Alminatoni Zanat Minhasav, the Hu Vesh Tomibaia. And Hachamim said, listen, if his widow could eat from that money, then all the more so him and his wife while they're still alive. Of course, you don't even have to ask that question. And the Ritbah explains Rashi, meaning if they gave kavot to the man to feed his wife after death, then all the more so they should give him kavot to eat from his own money while he's alive. So if I could learn from all the more so, why do I need uh, a takana? So, like command explains the, the need for the takana was as follows. I would have thought maybe over there by Zalmana, no one could work, no one could make money for the family, for her, and no one could feed her. Okay, then over there, maybe there's a takana to feed her. Listen, at the end of the day, they could go get jobs and work themselves. And no, then those children have to feed him from the money they got while their parents are still alive. Is the halacha like Rabbi Laa that they were metaken that uh, the, the, the children have to feed their parents while they're alive or not? So Tashema the Rabbi Hanina the Rabbi Jonathan Havukai Me they were standing and Ata Hu Gavra Gachinven Ashkel the Rabbi Jonathan Akarae and also of a man came and kissed Rabbi Jonathan by his feet. Amar the Hanina my eyes Rabbi Hanina said going on here. So, I'm he was the type of person he wrote all his assets and all his money to his children while he was still alive. And I forced his children to feed him. So he really likes me so much that he kisses me on the feet. So now and the man approves, if he okay, if it's not a deen, okay, it's not the halakha. It was a takanat I mean, Okay, so that's why he forced them and that's why he's in love with them. But if you're going to say that's the halakha, then you even have to force them. That's the halakha. That's the right way. Obviously, the reason he loved them so much is because he forced them because that was not the din. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem. Le'olam. Amen. Amen.